The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week, we discuss social media stocks, food prices, and farmland as an investment. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. Shares in social media companies fell this week, led by Snap, which tumbled as much as 43%. Facebook owner Meta Platforms, Google owner Alphabet, Twitter, and Pinterest also saw their stock values fall in response. Let's discuss what's happening. Snap, the owner of the Snapchat app, which sends disappearing messages and adds special effects to videos, reported forecasts for revenue and profit well below expectations, and analysts noted a rapid deterioration of the economic environment for the firm. Snap and platforms like Facebook and Google compete for advertising dollars. What is concerning is that inflation is putting pressure on both companies and consumer spending. Anticipating consumer spending less Advertising is one of the first expenditures to be cut prior to an economic slowdown. A slowing economy leading to a reduction in advertising hurts the bottom line of social media companies who depend on advertising revenue. The news spurred widespread selling across the advertising and ad tech space as well. The NASDAQ 100 index declined 2.2% on Tuesday, and the tech heavy index is down 28% this year alone. Ukraine is one of the world's largest exporters of wheat, corn, and sunflower oil, but a Russian blockade of its ports has prevented products from leaving the country endangering the world food supply. European countries have tried to ease the crisis by bringing grain out of Ukraine by rail, but trains can carry just a fraction of what the Ukraine produces and ships are needed to do the bulk of the exports. World Trade Organization Director General said, quote, if we don't find solutions, of course the countries that will suffer will be the poorer countries of the world, end quote. Indonesia, Nigeria, and Turkey top the list of the world's biggest wheat importers. Large producers of food, like the United States, most likely won't experience shortages. But that does not mean that producing countries are immune to developments in the Ukraine. Depending on the length and severity of the Russian blockade, food costs could continue to rise as a lower supply drives food prices higher. The UN's Food and Agricultural Organization warned that food prices could rise by up to 20% as a result of the conflict in Ukraine. Immediate relief would come from breaking the Black Sea blockade, as about 25 million tons of corn and wheat, close to the annual consumption of all of the world's least developed economies, is currently trapped in Ukraine. 
Russia, who is struggling on the battlefield, is using their blockade to hurt Ukraine's economy. Persuading them to lift that blockade? That will be a challenge. Over the last 50 years, the value of American farmland has risen by about 6% per year, with only five down years during that time period. Adding in cash rent income, the return to investors has been even more impressive. According to the USDA, since 1991, farmland has produced a positive return every year, generating, on average, a return of 11.5%. Farmland has outperformed all other asset classes except for the Dow Jones REIT index during that same time frame. Why do large endowment funds, billionaires, and many in America's heartland invest in farmland? Three main reasons. One, low volatility. Farmland returns have historically been less volatile than other asset classes, including the 10-year treasury bond, the S&P 500, and gold. Farmland also has a low correlation to the stock market, meaning that farmland returns typically don't move in the same direction as the stock market. As an example, in many years, farmland has produced a positive return in a year where the S&P 500 has lost value. Third, and certainly not least, farmland is an inflationary hedge. Farmland is a real asset that produces commodities like corn and wheat. These crops tend to benefit from inflation, not only in the acreage value increasing, but also the crop value going up. So what drives farmland returns? Farmland as an investment opportunity is perhaps worth considering due to some of the opportunities to create profit such as increased land values. It's a significant driver of profit for investors that invest in farmland. Also, when you buy farmland, you can derive returns through crop harvesting and sales. Now, yields and time to harvest vary by crop, but the current historically high rate of inflation has been a boon to many farmers. The number of commodities reaching record high prices is a benefit to those harvesting and selling at those prices. Lastly, food is an asset class that will remain in high demand, even as prices soar. Everybody has to eat, after all, which suggests farmland is a relatively stable income-producing investment. Now, there are also some potential tax benefits to investing in farmland. Some types of farmland can provide tax advantages. For example, you may be eligible for a farming-based tax credit or even subsidies on a national or state level. These tax benefits are a potential bonus to owning farmland. So how can you invest in farmland? Historically, not many investors have been able to benefit from this asset class because there are high upfront costs to buying ground. Average land prices for cropland were over $4,000 an acre, according to the USDA back in 2018. Now, Prices per acre can be much, much higher in very desirable areas, but there are two ways to invest in farmland without buying ground outright. One is shares of specialty REITs or real estate investment trusts focused on farmland. Now, these can be purchased by any investor with a brokerage account and enough money to buy at least one share in one of these REITs. Now, REITs are relatively accessible and low cost, but they are subject to market risk. 
Risk. The two biggest publicly traded real estate investment trusts currently focusing on acquiring farmland are Farmland Partners. That's the largest U.S. publicly traded farmland REIT. It's got about 1.1 billion of assets and 158,000 acres of farmland across 17 states. The second is Gladstone Land Corporation. Gladstone owns about 111 farms, roughly 87,000 in acres in 10 states, and is worth about $875 million. Another option is to invest through a crowdfunding platform. Now, most of these farmland crowdfunding platforms are only open to accredited investors. And that definition is those with a net worth of more than $1 million, excluding the equity in their home, a high income of $200,000 in each of the last two years, or $300,000 if married. Now, here are some additional considerations if you want to invest in farmland. There are risks. One is a total lack of liquidity. Farmland can be hard to sell, which can make it difficult to exit if you do need to sell that asset. The limited short-term returns are real. Like all investments, time horizon matters. Farmland tends to appreciate over the long term, so there can be some short-term impact on your return potential. There are environmental factors outside of your control. Hey, nobody can predict the weather, and that could affect your eventual yield and productivity of the ground. And also government factors, such as new regulations and the expiration of subsidies for agricultural real estate can have an impact on your profitability. So what is the role of farmland? in your portfolio. Well, farmland can serve as a diversifying asset in a well-balanced portfolio. Commodity prices, including the cost of food, tend to rise with inflation. As crop prices rise, the value of the land itself tends to increase at the same time, building an even stronger shield against adverse market conditions. With its low correlation to economic downturns and a strong historical performance in comparison with other asset classes, farmland and farm real estate could represent an opportunity for your portfolio. Join us next week when we discuss large cap, mid cap, and small cap. And no, it's not a discussion about hat sizes. Tune in next Friday for that and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.